Hello and welcome back to The Stacks, a primarily movie-focused podcast, but we're opening up the doors to our Patreon. That's right, patreon.com forward slash The Stacks on film, where we do all sorts of bonus content and other podcasts and videos and... Fling film, cellulite film, all, all the, the films. films you can think of. Um, but we're starting another, another sub-series, because we love a sub-series on The Stacks, you know, we can't get enough of them. And um, we have to pigeonhole every bit of audio content we do into a nice, neat little package. And welcome, friends, to episode one of The Culture Club. The Stacks Culture Club? Is that what we're calling this? Yeah. Yeah, yeah it, it was a, a placeholder name. It just stuck. Um, it's good. But... It's good. We're cultured, we're cultured fellows. And this is now a club where we're going to each week bring so, a piece of culture. Each week? Jesus each episode Christ. bring a piece of culture. <laughs> Each month. Each year, bring each a piece month, of culture. Each month. We have, it is a, a monthly a monthly culture cup. So, hello, hello, Patreons. Wait a what? minute. You, you listening. You, you listening. You you do subscribe. Thank you very much. But you. Yeah, you. You don't. How, how are you hearing this? How have you this? slipped through? How has this episode slipped through the cracks oh, into, are. is this a marketing ploy? We'll never know. I, yeah, well, so you get this one for free. Um, we are one. launching yep. the initiative. And, you know, it's the first hit's free in it. So since it's going to end with a tease for what's next time, if you want to be a Kids Tax Completionist, you must listen to the next one. But also, we're just, we're just back. We don't want to have too much um, locked off already. We want to get yeah. some stuff out there regularly. Also, behind the scenes, um, we are both pretty deep in 2023 catch-up mm. mode um, in terms of movie watching so that has taken up most of my movie watch mm -hmm. moment so i have not had time to to get other things it was that or watch <laughs> what we could watch Aquaman 2 we were gonna do um, i mean Aquaman hey we might I, we, we might we, do we it we might, might do it in the might. future that's i'm yeah. i'm thumbs up on that movie i should i watched half an hour of the marvels oh no today. how did that go down i assume the first well, the, the first 30 minutes the first half <laughs> For 20 minutes, it's like, yes, it's absolutely mm -hmm. fine. That was like what people were talking about. And then it was like 10 minutes, and I was like, maybe this is bad. I don't know. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I, <laughs> I really I really like Ms. Marvel as a character, yeah. and bits with her is absolutely great. And I liked the body swapping, time swapping stuff. stuff. Well. That was really, really yeah. cool. And then I was like, then they had a large conversation about the Cree or whatever, and I, scrolls, and I just noped. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. You, haven't, you, haven't, you haven't watched 30 movies to prepare for the 33rd no. or whatever this one is. I also just don't care. I, I don't just, care. They, I'm they so does out. Such a I'm poor so job of setting up all the things so in those. So yeah, I will watch the rest of that. But that's, that's the kind of the kind of like blowdown teaser game there. Uh, but hey, so then I just played Mortal Kombat once. You're getting which... you're getting video games and movies in my music podcast. How dare yeah. you? Yeah, but you you'll hear about those later <laughs> if you if you if you read the as of this recordings my last week diary entry. Mm -hmm. You read my thoughts on Mortal Kombat one on the stacks, which I completed. The stacks.co.uk. You know where to .co.uk. What did I say? Finish him. Finish me. Anyway, welcome to the culture. <laughs> was this a bit towards the end of Mortal Kombat? One of the characters is like, I'm gonna, it's like, I'm gonna finally finish him or something like that. Or let me finish him this time. I'm like, you, you must you, know. You must, you you must been, know what that implies. You have been sullied, good sir. You're just harming the good people <laughs> yeah. at Mortal Kombat. Uh, speaking of coitus. Speaking of coitus, that's a name of a track on an album by an artist that Jack's bringing to the table this week. Welcome to the Culture mm. Club, where we're going to trade off uh, bits of bits of culture. Is that our theme song? I like that. I like that little jingle. Yeah, we're a talk show now. 
uh, and a game show, but it's wrapped up into like a 30 minute podcast. Talk show, the game show. So today we're going to be talking about an album I love. And when Stephen suggested we do this series, this was the first thing that came to mind. I'm not really sure why. I think I've, I've just been listening to it quite a lot mm. over the past year or so. It's uh, one in my constant rotation on the turntable. And today we're talking about it. Uh-huh. Um, this is Romaplasm by the artist Bats, also known as Will Wiesenfeld, from the year 2017. Bats. Yeah, Bats, Baths and Beyond. Bed, Baths and Beyond, whatever you want to call it. My initial thing was I thought the artist was called Romaplasm and the album was called Baths, because I think it makes more sense <laughs> that way around does, being unfamiliar. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I like the name Baths or Baths. It's, hmm. it's, yeah, yeah, no, I, I, I it's, do. But when I, when you first said Romaplasm Baths, I was like, clearly this is a band called Romaplasm. <laughs> yes, or an no outfit one, called no Baths. Bath, with that ba- album Baths. Baths Tub Boy over here. But... It was Romaplasm, such a, such a cool this name. Is... So, now it can't be taken. <laughs> this is Will Wiesenfeld's third studio album. He is a okay. Los Angeles-based musician and producer, mm-hmm. artist, podcaster himself, um, and a very funny Hi. follow on Twitter. So I would recommend following know. elsewhere. His podcast 2.0 is very, very funny. It is The premise is him and his brother, John, just fix things that are perfectly fine. So they'll do something on like Escalators 2.0 and they'll just make up new concepts for Escalators. Start from scratch and just, <laughs> it's good. a very, very funny podcast. If you listen to some of those early episodes deep in the deep in the back catalogs you'll get here jack davenport get a couple shout outs for sending in suggestions because i was i was on there from uh, the ground floor but i want to well that links to a question then which is when did you first come which is i think going to happen quite a lot so bringing stuff we're personally invested in so when did you come across this was it it when it came out uh, no no this was oh no i was was looking looking forward to this album i've been a fan of bats since like the uh, early early 2010s his first album cerulean hit the web in about 2010 and that made quite yeah. a, a decent impression in internet circles the now defunct publishing platform pitchfork the music reviewing uh yeah um, that have been just collapsed by some conglomerate somewhere and um, they did a really yeah. good write-up of it of the album and it made cool. it sound really really interesting and i listened to it and it was very very sonically different from things i'd heard in the past in terms of like electronic music and wow. pop music so can... I want to put the I want to put a thumbnail on that for later because I, I listened back to album one and two. Oh, interesting. Cool. Um, um, just now mm. actually. So I've listened to Romaplasm three or four times. Obsidian. Um, and and then listened to album one. I can't remember it. Was Cerulean. Because Adam's drink. There you go. And and, and Obsidian. Mm-hmm. Not the EP in between. Sure. So this yeah. Is, as per Spotify lists them. But yeah, I wanted to test out a thesis about where this album stood in his okay. um, discography kind of chronology. Because um, I was I was I was intrigued to see whether this was like a departure point or whether it was like a progression point. And I have some I have some feels. Yeah. And I'll throw them at you at some you, point. You can do that's um, what the podcast but, is for. But yeah, so the, the the first album then the first album was really interesting to me because this was something I, I somewhat thought on album three. So I'm okay. But this is the second time this has happened. When I've listened to something and I've gone, oh, your music makes more sense to me now. As in literally your oh, music. Oh, me, yeah, yeah, yeah. Of, I, I, I hear bits of what mm-hmm. you do in this. Yeah. And I don't mean that in a derivative way, I mean that in an inspiration way. Sure. Because I mean, I'm not the, the biggest listener to electronic music. I do like mm-hmm. it. Um, I like I like electronic music that isn't dance focused. Exactly, that's like, yeah, yeah. listen to this rather than dance yes. to this. I don't mind dance music in a dancing setting, mm-hmm. um, but I don't listen to dance music, but I listen to electronic non-dancing music. So you've also like, you got me onto Aphex Twin, mm-hmm. wherever we like, yeah. but I don't see your music as being like Aphex Twin's mm-hmm. music no, outside of a, a broad genre overlap. But there are two records now where I listen to and went, ah, that's doing the kind of thing that that you do, not exactly, but similar. Yeah. And that's the, the J.D. album Donuts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And 
this first record, which so and I thought the first one more than the other two because the other two are much more lyrically based, uh-huh. and the first one does that thing that you do, which I really like of take a hook, glitch it, stutter it, flip it, play little bits out of order. It's 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 sample based, hook based music. But it's not just repeat the sample, it's repeat it on the ones, then repeat it on the threes, yeah, and then go yeah. back to the twos. Of that, like stuttering, making a new beat out of a single mm-hmm. beat, which is the thing that you do a lot, I feel, with 10 second sure. beats, um, which I hear here. And I want to know if, it, do you feel that that is a, a chronology yeah. or is this yeah, like definitely. A, you like this because it's like what you yeah, do? Definitely, yeah, yeah. It was definitely an influential record, um, like that first record anyway, the Cerulean one, mm. just because in terms of sound design, and he made that all in his bedroom on a laptop um a, a copy of ableton which he still uses to this day i still use to this day it's a very what is ableton, ableton then, is the... a digital audio workstation so say you mm-hmm. are a humble po- a humble podcaster who uses audacity very limited who, who, who would have the audacity to <laughs> a very limited platform i want to say very yes. simple very uh ergonomic in that you are just recording and splicing audio you can do stuff okay, it crashes and you lose an episode, exactly. yeah, yeah, yeah it blows up your computer your computer overheats um ableton logic pro tools fruity loops they're all just workstations on your laptop that can house musical ideas they can they can start up musical ideas they come with software packages and soft synthesizers and drum machines or you can plug things in and make your own sounds this that and the other and there's no one direct sound of a digital digital audio workstation it's like photoshop it's like um final Mm. cut pro you can you can bend and make things within it but as a like audition yeah audition that's another thing um but yeah he's a he's been a big ableton user for a decade at this point and he also does like twitch streams or occasionally did twitch streams oh, cool. sort of um peeling back the curtain just letting audiences see his working progresses which was very 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 interesting to me but yeah that first album mm. is so sound design heavy so glitchy yes. so hard hitting in various ways very wonky percussion very sort of yeah massive textures um very ingrained in that la beat scene i can imagine that's a record that i have on the background a few times i i, I enjoyed so this drone puzzle for a couple of times like in the background and enjoyed it more like just as as noise and then i was listening to it a couple of times dedicated today of like reading through the lyrics as i goes and got, and got more more out of it yes, that way i think so but i feel like that first record is a record that will just be like a i'm doing something mm-hmm. here is some some looping pleasant noise to happen in the background which i mean it's not derogatory a complimentary way of saying looping that, that noise sounds, yeah that yeah, sounds yeah, quite pejorative it. but it's it's that, that kind of like it's cool sounding and it's, it's not distracting enough to to pull your way but it's like yeah but then it. moving through to 2013's obsidian which is where you get more of that sort of songwriting element to it more yes. more sort of narrative more a, a emotional response through his lyricism um a bit of a darker crunchier a sound yeah um, which i like i, this like, one. I, I like that one a, a, quite a bit i don't really revisit that one as often as i do cerulean or romaplasm or some of the many side projects i'll mention towards the end of the podcast because the man makes a lot of music um Mm. but yeah romaplasm is um i think his most interesting in terms of storytelling um yes uh avocation of feeling through word um you know just general songwriting materials he's not writing poetry in the way of like rhyming couplets and things like that he's telling telling stories through music and evoking yeah. certain feelings and ideas he's very inspired by the I media think... he absorbs the books he reads the games he plays and that 
is very, yes, very, that was, that very was pretty telling. obvious to me, which was, was great. I think lyrically I was somewhat reminded of, I presume that you're familiar because it's quite a basic um, reference and I'm much more basic than you, but I was, it was quite postal service-y in the, mm-hmm. the lyrical content and also the, the, use, of, the use of phrasing yep. um, as a musical device. Yes. Um, it is not just, especially in Muripasm, I thought that he was crafting out phrases with the lyric as an instrument um as opposed to as you're just saying of like just here is the couplet here is the couplet so it's it's not at your your mountain goats end of being like this is the the lyric to be extracted from the music mm-hmm. um it is more interesting in how lines slip over to other lines in how intonation is done so I, I i like i like the lyric stuff and i also when listening to it more times i liked that it was very fantasy themed which i did not pick up until i started looking at it of like track one is about like an airship and then track two goes into taking that airship it's, a, it's a space it's like, fantasy it's a... it is like on horsebacks leading a chase and scaling castle walls it's final fantasy 6 the album it rules <laughs> yeah it's awesome isn't it and then as you progress through the album it gets a bit more personal it gets yes. a, a bit more hard hitting um and you know, real, quote unquote, real, mm. rather than like this this fantasy landscape of space operas and spaceships and finding love on a on an interstellar voyage. Yeah. Um, it's very much more grounded in that way. But I, I like the variety the album brings in its in its sort of um, choice of words, not necessarily as as lyrics, but as you say, almost as instrumentation. His specific yeah. word choice, I find, is is very interesting. I I don't know how his actual songwriting craft as to how he picks out different phrases like all the junk i jettison all the junk i jettison all the junk i jettison and it works so well as a hook in um extra solar one of the sort of mid album tracks there i liked um the the song at the end that had the word fulcrum a lot um, Fulc- is, yeah it's just very interesting very interesting um, and it's it's just when you're not rhyme or well, not writing to rhyme in that mm. space you have so many more options you know open up to you in terms of what you can actually write and how you can write Uh, yeah i which i feel when it comes to rhyming in music i like complex internal rhymes so it's it's why i like a lot of of the more verbose kind of like hip-hop where it's just like it is about the the rhythm of the rhyme and Mm -hmm. the the internal rhymes and assonance as well as consonants Mm -hmm. um but i do get a bit fed up of music that is just so overtly couplet based Mm -hmm. and though i've warmed to this musician more um i was gifted for a birthday um come feel the illinois oh um, the Sufjan mm-hmm. stevens album which i have grown to like more and now i do like quite a lot and there's a couple of tracks in there that i think are spectacular but that is music that i go down as being like this is just rhyme 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 mm-hmm. rhyme 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 and you can feel it bending around the rhyme yeah um, definitely. and i think i like music more lyrically that, that breaks away from the that you don't even notice that often it is but when rhyming but you don't yeah. notice the rhyme as much no no, yeah, I completely get that. Absolutely, yeah. But um, the main draw for me on this album is his his production techniques, the way he crafts sounds, um, the very sort of interesting ways he'll play with fragmented rhythms, um, mm. and, and a blending of like analog and digital soundscapes. Like again, he is just recording all this in his in his apartment bedroom somewhere in Los Angeles. Um, maybe going out to the local recording studio to record his friend play violin or a, a French horn line or something that he can weave back into this Ableton um, workshop. Um, but it's all about just sort of hunched over a computer as we all like to do, just sort of splicing and creating samples and experimenting with uh, different soundscapes. 
and then getting that into an arrangement that works as a, a song not necessarily just a, a beat or a, a track but yeah. like an actual fully fledged song i really really like which is what i like the most that. on this third album i mm-hmm. felt like obsidian builds up to some some tracks that are like oh this is this is more of a pop song mm-hmm. and this seems like a combination of the this is the the intricate beat and loop making but to support really accessible but interesting pop music of it feels like a a very intricate pop record um and i am not the biggest fan of conventional pop music mm-hmm. but when it's made in this way with the accessible evocative lyrics and a more like pleasant sound but then there is quite a lot going on the hood i find it really really interesting mm-hmm. um so i got a lot out of it in, in that way i like the arc of the album as well i'm very obsessed with how albums move well, and shape. Yeah, i like track the idea that album was a thing I like that, it, as you mentioned earlier, that it, it pulls into the personal. I mean, the, the tracks that I think will stand out to most people on a first listen, and I think still is probably the highlight, is Human Bog. Human um, Bog, yeah. That is uh, the one that, that hits the most lyrically. And yeah. I think he gives himself the space in the mix, in the actual arrangement of the song, to really hit home on the vocalization stuff in that whereas other ones it's kind of like an instrument it's all we woven together yeah um in human and bogs like especially the lyric the lyrics um about being a queer artist and you know his identity there um he really sort of pushes that to the forefront in yeah, the mix. And, and ownership of queerness of like mm-hmm. this idea of how does one of, of other people wanting to be, being queer for others being queer for oneself what does it yes. mean yeah, to, yeah. to be queer in that way it's a really and obviously the title which is not spoken um in the song um and say dynamic and layer to it which is obviously self-hating but humorously self-hating yeah um, yeah i'd say so which is wry and cool you don't really necessarily get the the angle he's 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 talking to like who he's really addressing when he's he's talking about he's he's queer in a way that's failed me um mm. everyone else lives their lives fuller lives than me and he's definitely sort of a comparison point there and sort of that internal conflict but on the other end of that you've got um wilt which was the song that you're looking up there which is a very much lyrics blend with instrumentation like almost that is, totally that's like p- almost pitched down like, he's such he's got such an, an impressive range for a vocalist like he doesn't strike mm. you as like a front man leading man belts out all the songs but he's got which such is why i was so surprised that album one was almost a lyrical yeah 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 but he's got that that range where he can get these grisly dark rusty sort of vocal patterns mm. in a track like wilt but then he'll get that really high-pitched falsetto which i feel like he did much more on the first album just as like a textural thing yeah, just yeah the yeah, sound yeah. of his voice in that higher register works in in that sort of um that higher range of the mix in a lot of the songs using it as a texture using it as an instrument whereas here he's he's adding harmonies but also his lead vocal line is is drifting up quite a lot I was intrigued. I know that you're not overly familiar with this album, but I was very because 2017 was a really good year for music in general, especially mm-hmm. for, for for Steven music. Steven um, music. Damn yeah. the the Kendrick album. Was, oh, of course, was, yeah, yeah, was, was excellent. You've got a Mountain Goats album. You've got Goths, which is their last really really great album for me. Um, mm-hmm. You've also got um, Father John Misty's Pure Comedy, which I think is an absolutely terrific record. Um, and you've got Talent the Creators Flower Boy as well, which is quite a landmark rap record. Mm-hmm. And I wanted to bring that up in. It, I was. This is the thesis one to test, um, and it did not quite hold up, but it was still interesting to me because I was, this on Obsidian there is some personal reflection stuff, mm-hmm. but this feels like like it opens up way more. Um, and it's interesting to me that Flower Boy was such an acclaimed record because of what it was. It was the here's this this brash, 
rapper who is now um, and accused of being quite misogynistic mm-hmm. um who homophobic now album that, homophobic that, all sorts in those first couple records yes my word exactly that starts an album you're like oh this seems like that and then breaks <laughs> into this confessional mode of this is a coming out album oh by the way i am a gay man and this is part of internalized homophobia this is part of yeah um, defense mechanisms part of posturing and it's, it's such an an intricate breakdown record and it does that thing differently that Romoplasms does is it, it slides back and forth between the fantastical mode of the songwriter mm-hmm. and the confessional mode of the songwriter um Romoplasms, it turns out wasn't as out of nowhere as that one for me because i feel that obsidian was i think was it's, on the path, it's definitely on the path there. I, I don't think he was ever going to just sort of outwardly be like okay this is a, the the announcement record it's always yeah. just an intrinsic part of him as a as an artist and as a, as a human mm. so it just seeps into his music naturally i feel but I find the, the arc of those albums together quite interesting of mm, the mm. how can an artist stick to a sonic aesthetic and then go to a very raw emotional aesthetic um, and not always intertwine them, um, mm-hmm. that it's one and the other and then they're overlapping in the others. Um, but also just wonder if there was a really a really good music year. Um, mm, it, 2017. It may have... Was that Crow Look? Did Crow Look to me come out that year as well? Uh, yeah, the Mount Erie record, yeah. Okay, that, that's that's the best record. That's the best record. That's the best record of that of that year. Um, um, I'm looking at a list now. I don't oof. have any that sort of jump off my head right now. I got another Bjork record, that King Cruel record. I quite like. Uh, oh, Thundercat, Thundercat's Drunk album. Love that album. Um, I'd have to look through a, a complete list to, to comment on uh, solidifying 2017 as a great year. But it's a great year for Stephen so music. A, it's a very good Stephen year. Yeah, that yeah. that that Mount that Mount Dear record is one of one of my records. That is one of the like mm-hmm. the most personally effective moving records I've ever right, got you. Um that is oh, something else. Um, looking at lists of other I'm not. I'm not. I'm looking through <laughs> my list of notes because I I just I sat down this afternoon and, and went through the album again because I've heard it many, many yeah. times and just tried to pinpoint what what draws me to each track, what sort of shocks me and interests me on, on re listening. Um it's my notes are just sporadic noises and and words and vocal textures and idm Mm. rhythms because he's definitely influenced by so much if you if you follow him on any sort of social media he's constantly tweeting out music and video games and anime and things like that and he originally started in like a like a hardcore sort of post metal band in the late 2000s the the skrillex arc the skrill yeah the skrillex arc yeah it's going from a heavy frontman to man on laptop yeah <laughs> but re- songs re- about pokemon exactly but incorporating some of the, that that, that the pokemon harder... songs in, ca- in the marvels oh it is ratatatatata it is yeah um he leans into that metal hardcore influence on like the end of adam adam's copy adam copies um really crisp distorted like shouts towards the climax it's all very well contained. Like the music can feel quite frantic and messy, but it's all done in I'm gonna say a Jackson Pollock style way where it Ooh. seems chaotic and mismanaged, but it all works together to create a I, propulsive soundscape. I, I like I the arc of it because it, it very much starts more hyper poppy to me. It, it start it's it's yes. all kind of chip tuning the whole way through. I've been uh-huh. like I'm, I'm playing a snares and obviously a snares sound chip could not do this, but it, it is evocative of mm-hmm. An era of video game sounds, um, which clearly, from what you said, is very, very purposeful. And it starts out very hyperpop accessible, and it breaks down into something more fractured, more discordant mm-hmm. um, towards the end of the record. And then some songs that go real hard towards the end of the record as well. Uh-huh, yeah, yeah. Um, 
I call it Metropolis earlier. It's, it's called Superstructure, I think. Superstructure. It's the song that just, that just goes, and it's really, really fun. That's where I his, love the final track. His interest in dance music and intelligent dance music, IDM, that Aphex Twin crowd. Music you will listen to and go, I can't dance to this, but I, I appreciate but I what's nod. happening. I can nod and click my fingers and, you know. I can dance I like Tom York to this. Yeah, I can, I can move my body in some ways. And, and I, I'm a man who's seen Aphex Twin and attempt to dance, and it's, it's an interesting experience. But yeah, some of those like twisty, pulsating rhythms on the more... Um, like wonky off the grid stuff well, that, that, that goes back to why very... i like about your music it's it's I've, t- I've taken this very clear rhythm and i'm playing with it and disrupting it and mm-hmm. looping around and seeing what other rhythms can i find this room what rhythms can i disrupt this rhythm yeah it's a, and you know i'm not a musician like you are but i am a, a, a jazz musician like mm-hmm. to improvise and that's the thing that appeals that's to me about what exactly. you do what's here yeah. like yeah, let's yeah. take let's take the equivalent of a scale and let's mess around with it and find new things of it mm-hmm. it's, it's finding the new in the already existence is is a really fun thing for me. Dancey, it's it's noisy, it's progressively noisy. Um, the whole mm. the sort of album sort of veers on sort of the noise and, and, and embraces the chaotic, like noisy nature of a lot of, of his music. But I also think it is it is it's not easy listening, but it is also the kind of thing that you could just put on and that others will be like, oh, this is quite nice. Um, I think it'd it be like, oh, this is quite an nice, and then it'd be like, it's. It's interesting. It's an interesting one. Like I, showing baths to people is. I'm trying to find a filmic comparison. It's kind of dropping someone into the the deep end of uh, a visually dynamic, a Gaspar Noé of sorts in terms of. It's very frantic. It's very messy. It can be quite headache-inducing if you're not ready for it. Like, and you show people that first 2010 album, there are people that will just absolutely say, no, thank you. No, thank you. That's not surprises. for me. I guess that's, yeah, I, I, I'm so bad at what people think is normal sometimes. Well, it's... <laughs> I'm just like, well, it, I'm like this, is, this is really accessible and great. And they're like, no, this is not. Like, oh. It's an electronic pop album, but not in the sense that electronic pop is a huge mainstream thing now. You'll get radio play. Like, t- yeah. TikTok loves electronic pop, but in, in this world of electronic pop, it's... Well, I don't know actually the hyper pop circles, and I'm not all keyed in on the new yeah. the new crazes and things. But um, sounds like this are all over my my Twitter feed and my mm. my TikTok feed now. But when these albums were coming yeah, out, I thought they were just completely like otherworldly in terms of the the the, mm. the influences that melding together coming out of that Los Angeles beat scene, um, like the flying flying Lotus stuff, Daedalus stuff, and, and taking it further and breaking it, and and then introducing the more personal songwriting element of it, as he did as he did in that second and third album. So you're saying if this was a movie, it would be Kuso? You know what? It's not not Kuso. I, I hate Kuso. I love Kuso. Kuso's I terrible. I love Kuso. Um, what do you think about the the titling of tracks? Is always interesting to me. The naming of tracks because Yeoman Extra Solar, fine. Those are words. Yeah. Said. First, 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 first word of track. Extra solar. It's the hook of it's, the chorus. Yeah. Abscond, I believe, is also in there. Um, the third track, I believe, it's mentioned. Human bog, we've we've touched upon. Is a- yeah, it's really cool. But then, like Adam copies Lev. I form. They they just feel like I form is a very evocative title. I really like that. Mm-hmm. Um, Out has a great music video, a very DIY music video of him filming it with his brother in his uh, apartment. Uh, Definitely, I'll link that in the uh, description of the podcast. Very worth cool. checking out. Superstructure. Obviously, Coitus is a great name for us. Coitus, Wilt, uh, very evocative, because his name's Will, and he's Wilting. 
Uh, Superstructure <laughs> leans back into that space opera-y, sci-fi, oh, yeah. fantasy stuff. That's just sort of, yeah, your supermassive black holes of your, your museverse. Mm. Uh, and then Broadback as the closer is very dancey, yes. very noisy, uh, very, very, very emotive good. as well. I love final tracks. I'm very obsessed with like how an album ends. You got to like start open, strong. Like you got to start strong. You got to close strong. That them's the rules. I Usually, my fa- my favorite track on an album I love is usually the last track because they okay. find a really interesting way way to end it. Or maybe it's not my favorite track, but I'm like, oh, this is this is this is this like is cool. the key song on the album, yeah. like a song that stands out. So I am very interested because if you are making a record, you care about how it closes in the same way that you care about wrapping up a book, a yeah. film, a play. Yeah, yeah. If you find an ending point to it, and yeah, I mean, you can tell a good album as opposed to a good collection of songs by how does it wrap up. I like that take. Yeah, it, there's a lot of thought and care put into individual tracks, and then when you come to structure it as an album, do you have a, a complete narrative you want to tell? Do you have a complete uh, rainbow of emotions you want to sort of broadcast throughout your your 47 minute record or however, however long this thing is? And I think this does a good job of. I think his balancing records are pretty much exactly 43 minutes, all of them, because I, I was trying to judge how much time I had to listen to them, and I was like, oh, bam, again, bam, again. I wonder if that's, oh, uh, I, don't, I can't remember what label he was working on for all three. I think he runs his own now, but I don't know if that was a stipulation for the, the album, yeah. like, you're now the 44, you're now the 45 minute boy. <laughs> but that's just sort of like, that's always like around the area. It's like annually, you get like a, an extra minute every, every year. <laughs> you get an extra there. minute, yeah, 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 yeah absolutely. Four, get a 44 minute album What now. do you think about the album artwork? <laughs> what do you think about the album artwork itself? Uh, this headshot. I mean, if I've only looked at it on a on a Spotify portrait, but I like it. I think mm-hmm. it's cool. I like it. I I like these. It looks uh, like a vampire. Very. He's kind of vampiric. It's uh, is that are they both his hands? Is it someone else's hand? It's someone else. Seemingly hand. not. It's romantic. It looks like a different hand. Um, is it an embrace? Is it a something affronting? Well lit eyes that make his eyes pop. Is he laying down? Is he standing up? Mouth slightly ajar. Um, I'm looking at the the vinyl sleeve here, and it's quite dark, but I I, I do enjoy the sort of composition of his his, his nice big face on there because the the first album is just yeah. like very simple white, um, minimalist. Second album brooding, sort of gargoyle esque. Yeah, he's and then, in the corner, like yeah, yeah. And then this third album is like, no, this is me. This is big Will Wiesenfeld's face. I love that. Yes. This is me. <laughs> What's that? That's the greatest showman. Oh, there we go. Great. So next week, next episode, Stephen's bringing the greatest showman. Calvin's favorite film. Uh, no, I'm not. I hate that movie. <laughs> I've, I've seen the movie. <laughs> My I don't brain like is just full of mess. Um, but that is Ra- Baths, Romaplasm, or Romaplasm by Baths, it's or Baths by Romaplasm, depending on... Where should I go next if I wanted to Ooh. listen to more oh, of him? Okay, or yes. more like Oh, wow. Him? I have... I have a rabbit hole for you to go down because oh. let me just load up Spotify here because he has a couple of side projects. <laughs> I just go for the suggested next. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, let me just check real quick. Have you heard of the Beatles? Uh, um, <laughs> so he it says MGMT. He is uh, he is an artist known as Baths, but he also releases music under a another pseudonym. Geotic, G E O T I C, and does soundtrack. Another pseudonym, MC. <laughs> and does soundtrack work. Um, he recently, cool. I think in the past year, I don't know if it's had digital distribution yet, he soundtracked a documentary about queer culture in Japan, which sounded amazing, but I could never find a release cool. date for that. And more recently, he 
was commissioned to do no not a video game but i that i would like to see that in the future um a netflix series which i've not seen it seems very sort of twee and charming um an animated thing called bee and puppy cat um oh there is like i I did that cut I was looking at his music and that came up and I was like, good for him. Get yeah, some money. I, I mean, I've listened to a bit of that soundtrack and it's very gentle, very lush, very nice. But then you go to some of his other stuff as Geotic, like Abysma and Traversa from 2017 and 2018, um, respectfully. They are more dance focused. They are more minimal, stripped back, just sort of sound oriented. There's not going to find much storytelling in them. They are very much club tracks almost you can uh, they're quite good working music i find um traversa especially i think has some very bright and lush sounds in it it's all like well driven and harmonious and up- uplifting i'd say as well because a lot of baths you can you can you can you can sink in a bath you can sit in a bath and get extra so you can get extra so with your yeoman but geotic is i think he's got another album coming out as geotic soon he hasn't released a proper album album as Baths since Aromaplasm. There's been like compilations of de- okay. demos and things, but I'm I'm still waiting on the next the next big so, bath, please. So my last take, I was interested because obviously you, you listen to a song and you you always attach a reading to it very very quickly, sure. um, and occasionally you like listen to it again, you go it doesn't even hold up, and you don't even think about things. So obviously when I listened to Human Bog, and I was like, clearly this is a confessional song, and you were like, who is it about? But here's my point I'm going to make. Why I think it is a, a confessional personal song is Human Bog strikes me as a product name for a bath. Hey, I'd never considered that. A human what? It seems like a, a, a twisted parodic oh, version of wow. self. That's re- I've never even... I've always looked at that and been like, I'm thinking of uh, Frodo and Sam and <laughs> Gollum like, murking their way through this human bog, a bog full of humans in it. Well, because I, I saw it as, like, first, human bog, to me, feels like body dysmorphic, mm-hmm. this idea of being, like, there's two, and, and then comes the idea of, like, what, wider dysmorphia and, like, wider mm-hmm. dissatisfaction with oneself, which seems to be shown in the song. But I like the idea of the human bog from Baths, seems to be. I like that. I, I've never never had that reading before. But, yeah, that, that, that does feel very self-aware and even more um apt given the the nature of the lyrics mm. the lyrics within that song and that's a, that's a very good read steven okay very good very good okay, we do apt things in this podcast the podcast that gives you apt apt things the stap stacks well <laughs> any, any closing <laughs> remarks on baths romaplasm the first episode of culture club the stacks culture club it's exactly what I wanted out this feature because it's like I would not have come across mm-hmm. this music so hard to sure, find sure, sure. Um, without just listening to the mountain goats just a beat <laughs> at the time and I feel bad about it but you know it's an easy, it's an easy thing to do um, occasionally it's Mount Erie occasionally it's Mount Sims, but it's just like those are the three, the three records I listen to there you go bloop 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 yeah um, well, we all fall into these habits occasionally a smile record comes out and you go there's a fifth record yeah, yeah. we all fall into these loops of just listening to the same sort of stuff so I want to try and use this use some of these episodes as a, as a chance to broadcast some other music and hopefully you'll do the same and introduce some things that you're 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 big into musically that aren't mm-hmm. the mountain goats um or you can bring the mountain goats because there's a lot of mountain goats I to mean, cover at, at, at one point i might bring an ep or hey something. that's I fine that's fine but, so 
Um, thank you for bathing with us Stephen what are you bringing Mm. to the next episode that listeners will have to jump behind a little paywall to get to which hey obviously you can engage in this whenever you want do do what you want I'm not I'm not your boss unless I am your boss and then (laughs) why are you listening to this get back to work (laughs) get back to work damn it (laughs) and even if it's that sort of work time be more productive (laughs) right Um, so you can listen you can interact with this thing whenever you Mm -hmm. want um, but if you want to hear us talk about it, you have to get behind the curtain. So in a gesture of, I didn't want this to just become the album film. No, yeah, game, I want to try and try and game. find some other so, things in the cultural world. Occasionally, I want to chuck a recipe out there, that kind of thing. That's, that's that would be a very but... fun one where you give me a recipe to cook and then I'll eat, <laughs> exactly. I eat it on mic and let you know how good it is. <laughs> oh God, no, the misophonics. Uh, ASMR, um, moving into I the ASMR going... world. <laughs> Mukbang. I'm going for a website this time. I'm going for a website. I feel like you might have mentioned this when we got the. I did. The, uh, I but did. I have completely forgotten what website yeah. it is, so I'm very intrigued. So this website was introduced to me because I'll get this out of the way by um, the podcast Bullseye with Jesse Form, which is a, a NPR interview oh, show, okay. which he used to end with a segment of recommending mm. things, um, and they're always really interesting takes. I got a lot of really cool stuff out of that, and he mentioned his website, and I became really obsessed with it. And I'll talk about my obsession later because I just think it's just. <laughs> the conversation will be very much about not just the, this website but of a different internet age and what the internet used to mean when the internet was more of like a, a destination a small of thing. attractions yeah you had you had websites. you would go to a website yeah, yeah, yeah. and it was a thing so i'm going to recommend the website zombo.com okay zombo.com say, just go say no to more zombo.com um, and next month just oh and God. keep it going and just keep it going for a long time. Just sit there. Uh-huh. Let it go. I d- the problem is, I don't know if it's even up anymore because it may have been killed in the whole like it may be too flash based. Well, something's something's on my screen, and it's playing music now, and I'm scared. But I will I will dig deeper in in the coming weeks because I don't want to I don't want to spoil it all on the end of this podcast. I'll spoil it on the next podcast. I'm thinking of spoiling. Yeah. So, Zombo. <laughs> Zombo.com. Sounds good to me. I used to, I, oh, yeah, I'm very excited. Exists, it still exists. They did update it because it used to be slightly different, but oh, it's still great. Well, thank you for joining us, loyal listeners. Um, if you haven't already, please consider going over to patreon.com forward slash the stacks on film. Throw us a couple of coins and you'll unlock the complete bat- backlog of things we've been doing for ooh, 18 months now. We've been, we've been, yeah, we've been trucking. We've been stacking. We've been stacking money. Um, I can't hear Stephen. Why can't I hear Stephen? No, I'm just, oh, I'm just mouthing long to Zombo coming to Stephen back. was mouthing, making me think he had more technical difficulties because he always has technical difficulties. Anyway, um, you can follow us on X, Blue Sky, Twitter, YouTube. Follow our YouTube account. We're trying to grow that this year. Um, mm. Letterbox, of course. We have a Discord, which is in the description of this podcast. Um, thank you very much for listening. And as always... Don't, Don't let the, let shivers, the shivers be get, get you. you. Get you. Extra solar. Boot the motor. We got time to wait. And a hundred base. I'm not a very good vocalist. Well done, mm. Bats. Well done, Will Wiesenfeld. We'll yeah. see you on the next episode of whatever we release. But please yeah. stay tuned to the Patreon for more Culture Club same shenanigans. Stacks time, same stacks channel. Steam, stacksonfilm.com forward slash patreon.com forward slash the stacks on film the stacks.co.uk good night god bless. go to zombo.com stay extra solar <laughs>